I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey there, it's Lee. You have journeyed back to listen to the very first episode of the We Got the Chocolates podcast. We appreciate that so much. I did just want to let you know that it was recorded with a MacBook Pro sitting on a table between the three of us as the microphone. So the audio quality you're about to listen to is very, very ordinary. I would like to think that in our modern day setup, we've got some pretty decent production value. So we've certainly come a long way from this point, but this is definitely where it all started. When you finish listening messages to tell us that you have listened to the first episode, that will certainly ensure that you are considered a friend of the show. Please enjoy the episode. Now stop beating your gums and sound the attack. Welcome to another episode, in fact, the initial episode of the We Got the Chocolates podcast. I'm here with James and Mitchell. Welcome, boys. How are we? Uh, welcome, everybody. Outstanding. Uh, Eloise is actually here as well, although not featuring heavily on the podcast, more of a spectator role, which is obviously crucial on your uh, day. I think she really wants to be on it, to be honest. She's always looking at us doing it, so we'll maybe have to get her on at one point. Yeah, potentially probably won't get her involved currently due to the amount of ice cream in her mouth. But okay. In fact, if a touch game would pick up on the social Monday night, fixture, <laughs> she might be on to lead the show. I reckon, Lisa, what are your thoughts, Mitchell? Very strong towards the back end of the season on the uh, – Social Monday night team, there's no question about that. Otherwise, potentially put down maybe a try that would have got us into a drop off in the grand final, but we won't mention that. Obviously, still quite fresh. Um, very ordinary pass, too. Who threw that? Mitchell, I think. Mitchell, yeah. No, it might have been me, actually. No, it was Matty. Oh, yeah, great news. We'll blame him. Excellent. We're both off the hook. Outstanding. Boys, a little bit to get to today. Uh, obviously, uh, the main ingredients of the We Got the Chocolates podcast is that we are needing to cover most elements of the sporting scene, and particularly, obviously, Australian sport, despite Baisley's astounding height, not a great basketball, so we don't often get into... Uh, we don't dabble in the NBA at all, do we? No, though we are aware, obviously, that the Raptors won the other day, boys, so... Mm-hmm. Great news, huge celebrations in Brisbane, obviously, yeah. for that result. Ben Simmons played well that game, I think. <laughs> um, obviously, well, Shaquille O'Neal still probably passed on, I think, for mine. Oh, um, I know, Ben Simmons. Uh, but one, uh, one aspect, obviously, boys, that has been very strong uh, across all of the media currently is the uh, increased security presence uh, across all AFL games and the worry in terms of, I guess, crowd behaviour at all of these matches and um, we probably wanted to churn through a little bit of information that we were actually lucky enough boys to um to be down in 
in Melbourne last weekend, weren't we? We organised a yeah. trip to go down there, which was outstanding. Um, as obviously avid Brisbane Lions supporters were quite disappointed with that result uh, after being six goals up at one time. So that almost ruined the trip. But then what probably got us back was reading this story about uh, the Carlton supporter who had been kicked out at halftime due to the fact that he – yelled out to the umpire. What was it, Mitch? What were his words exactly? I believe he called him a bald-headed flog. A bald-headed flog. I also believe he was also bald. Yes. <laughs> well, actually, I've got, it's funny you say that, James. I've actually got a uh, little picture here to show you of the culprit. And, uh, I mean, you don't like to jump to any conclusions, but it's fair to say that he's reasonably bald. <laughs> he's quite bald. Yeah. And he's got a head like a dropped meat pie. And that's correct. And <laughs> um, we obviously don't want to make any judgments on his character, but um, if you were to judge, he does resemble one of those flogs I've heard so much about, um, unfortunately. So it very, does seem very rough on it. Very, very much the words pot and kettle come to mind, in fact, uh, and quite a saying that goes along with that. But I, I wonder if he didn't get kicked out, boys, just for the fact that it was such a stupid comment rather than the fact that it was actually abusive. I would assume that that umpire probably looked up at who was saying it and thought that maybe the crowd would benefit from his ejection. <laughs> That's probably more the issue there. I'm not sure on this one, boys, to be honest. Given that he hasn't used any swear words or anything really particularly volatile, I'm not sure. I think it's going to be a fine line between obviously calling someone out as being passionate at a game. And, and I mean, that's the job that the refs know they get and sportsmen in general get. That's why they have eight security guards walk them off the field. I think if he called him a use some swear words and stuff, but a bald-headed flog, I mean, surely you can take that. Well, certainly across uh, across the other games that we were at on the weekend, we <laughs> certainly heard far worse yeah. things yelled exactly. out to one boss. Probably the difference being that because we uh, bought ourselves tickets in the nosebleed sections, <laughs> um, those particular offenders were not able to be heard by the people wearing yellow shirts that we call umpires. So uh, they were probably right. It'd be very hard to eject sure. a really not from sure section 52 of the MCG on the third tier. It would be very tough to get that fan kicked out. But um, yeah, that is an interesting one. It's obviously progressed this round, boys, to actually, uh, I think that, I believe they're called security awareness officers or crowd behavior awareness officers or something of that description, which almost sounds like one of sort of those roles you get uh, where you're given like a job promotion that comes without pay, you know, those type of ones. Like you get to add an extra star to your name tag, but there's actually zero incentives apart from that. You know, uh, about that hey. Well, correct. Literacy it, champion. Literacy champion, which is obviously a um, big role in the education department currently, um, but does feature zero pay raises, which is <laughs> frustrating. But obviously as a new member of the union, hopefully that will get over, uh, overturned at some stage. But anyway, uh, back to the sport there, boys. Um, yeah, it's, it is a difficult one, but there, obviously there's been plenty of uh, plenty of talking points, and, and obviously people thinking that they are more being spied on by security guards in terms of their crowd behaviour. So yeah. um, it's probably very lucky that they don't uh, they're not in the lounge room. We're <laughs> certainly watching you Bays in action when the Brisbane Lions uh, have a goal kicked against them. You'd be uh, wouldn't make it through the first four minutes of the game before you got ejected from the room. Sure, absolutely. That's yeah. That's why I don't know. I'm a bit torn about it. Mm-hmm. 
Well, it's fair enough. Well, I'd say that it's safe to say that we haven't solved that one at all, but we have at least brought it to people's attention. Um, that is for sure. Uh, probably the second big issue from the week, boys, um, has been the Ben Stratton situation and the behaviour of the former mullet-wearing uh, Hawthorne captain. It was a great haircut that he ran with for a few years there. The opposite yeah. of a ball-headed flog. In fact, probably still quite a flog. A big moulet across the, across the weekend, but certainly the hair was phenomenal. Wasn't it? What have you got for us on that, Baze? It's a bit of pinching. It's obviously it's a bit of an interesting tactic, isn't it? Uh, Mitchie boy, but... Uh, Mate, what do you reckon? Would you use it down in the local footy, Alex Hills versus Morningside? Would you would you pinch your little uh, half forward, mate? What do you reckon? I can't say I've seen that one down at the Div 2 Resis down <laughs> at the local Bombers. I mean, interesting uh, character to ask Mitchell, actually, because he has uh, – this is the man that has been subjected to four quarters of being punched <laughs> in the sternum without retaliating. So um, uh, not the angriest unit you, know, you ever Mitchell. find on a footy field. Yeah, that's got a pretty, pretty long fuse, so I don't think I'd be whipping out that, any of those tactics. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, certainly the bruises on Orazio Fantasia's upper arm they yeah quite, that's fair they were, they were, they were significant bruises having said that I have actually I mean can we prove that they're from the pinching I've certainly seen similar um, markings on your neck James after a quick pass session I'm sure <laughs> well, well, there's no questions yeah, are we sure that that didn't occur at half time yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean I've, I've never asked Jessica to kiss my tricep <laughs> But um, I've seen similar marking lately, yes. Yeah, potentially something you could look at in future. Well, yeah, times get real tough. Yeah, Trying to get the wisdom teeth out, I guess. <laughs> it's a great backup option to have. There's no question about that. Yeah. Um, do you think you'll get a week, though, boys? Is that uh, what, do, what do you think? Is it, is it suspendable? Uh, I mean, if Gary Ablett's doing it, he's not getting anything. Um, but obviously, Fantasia, number 13, doesn't help either. Uh, yeah, uh, that's true. Or you get a couple. That's what I do find ironic, I guess, is that Gary Ablett was able to elbow people in the head two weeks in a row and not get suspended. So, sure, you're a bit stiff if you get done for pinching. Yeah. Why don't you just, just bring back the hip and shoulder? We don't need to pinch and stuff, do we? Just, it's just hip and shoulder. Yeah, I mean, a bit cleaner, boys. Potentially, as a punishment, we could actually look at getting him as as a teacher. I think we could maybe that sort of behaviour is usually seen actually in sort of like a grade three or four class. Yeah. So perhaps we could get him a quick shift at Ormiston State School <laughs> just to uh, see how he goes with those kids. Maybe pinching him and grabbing him every time they need his attention and see how annoying yeah, that tactic that's is. Very true. <laughs> Yeah, we might look at uh, getting on the phone to Gil there, actually, and giving him that feedback. Um, boys, moving off from AFL, obviously we will get back to it at some stage. Uh, we have to reveal our fantasy scores from the weekend, which takes up uh, most of the hours of the weekend. But um, moving through to NRL, actually, and obviously more specifically the state of origin, um, because there has been a bit of a bombshell tonight, I believe, Mitch, um, that you're going to bring our attention to. Yes, there has. Um, so I'm just reading at the moment that so the teams for the second state of origin have been announced, and quite incredibly, the New South Wales New South Wales have made seven changes to their team. What? Yeah, seven. Um, that after, is a panic move. <laughs> exactly. After coming into the series as favourites, that's got to be absolute panic stations, making seven changes. But most notably, they've left out Latrell Mitchell. Uh, they left him out of game one too, didn't they? Or did uh, he just not play? 
Oh, I think he might have played for Queensland, actually. <laughs> <laughs> he actually was on the field at some stage. He was unsure of how many times he touched the ball. That's hard to like, I find. Yeah, yeah, I guess yeah. if I was a New South Wales uh, supporter, yeah, I would probably get around him, player. find ways to get around him. He yeah. certainly did a serious job on Will Chambers um, last year. I remember in one state of origin there. He most, actually, yeah, that was, yeah. A, that was the latest report I got in this afternoon. Will Chambers is actually going to sleep for eight hours tonight. <laughs> the first time in eight months. Chambers is sleeping easy. He doesn't have to man up against Luttrell, that's for sure. Why are they dropping, Mitch? Uh, I couldn't tell you actually. I read this article about half a minute ago and I haven't finished it yet. Obviously, great preparation that we do here on the uh, <laughs> We Got the Chocolates proposes. podcast. There's a bad question about that. Um, Mitch, if you were to infer, could you just um, give us a quick, like, maybe even a guess? I mean, that'll at least fill some time for us. Uh, my, my guess would be uh, based on what you told me earlier, actually, that Freddie Fittler has come out and said that they're concerned about his mental state heading into the second game. There you go, folks. You won't get a much more reliable source than what I said to him earlier. Um, (laughs) (laughs) That's essentially one of the great sport reporters, L. Drennan. We're really on top of things. I think uh, if Freddie Fittler genuinely is concerned for his mental health, then there's obviously Mm -hmm. nothing that will improve it, like finding out that he's been dropped, obviously. Yeah. That should help a great deal. He'll be really bouncing around for the first couple of days of the week, I would assume. Up and about. Um, that'll really cure that, yeah, I would really say. Cure it. One of the great cures for mental health, I think, finding out you've been dropped or sacked. Um, excellent news. Anything to add there, boys? Is there any other changes? That they've also gone back to James Maloney. I've often been told that I actually resemble James Maloney. We'll put that up on the Facebook page. You get the game, man. Well, yeah, I've been pretty strong over the last one week for the Panthers, and that's so what it takes to get you Maloney's come in for Cleary. Well, actually, I think he came in for – no, Cleary's still in, I believe. Um, he came in for initially uh, Cody Walker was getting dropped for Mitchell Pearce. Uh, Mitchell yeah. Pierce was injured, so they did call Peter Sterling. Um, <laughs> he said that he was slightly past it, and so therefore James Maloney has got to come back in from all reports. Um, so he's about fifth in line, I think, which is great gig. It's the Stephen Bradbury of the New South Wales team, in fact, which is outstanding. <laughs> Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Uh, 
Um, but as you can give us a little bit of uh, insight here moving into the cricket, obviously the other big event that's on at the moment is the Cricket World Cup. Yeah, absolutely. There's a, there's a game on tonight, correct? Yeah, on tonight, um, 11 teams playing, uh, obviously. Uh, and the top of the table looks currently uh, number one uh, weather. Rain. <laughs> Rain. Rain is winning the World Cup. Has apparently. got plenty uh, of points. <laughs> second are Australia. Are they really? Yeah, we, we lost the other night, did we not? Second to Rain Aussies. Yeah, they played one more game last night, which is helpful. That makes sense. The that Kiwis have also does. been swimming and taking draws, and yeah. so they're sitting in the top four. England also swimming, taking draws, yeah. and then we have India uh, sitting in. So they are top five teams. India beat Australia the other night, and they're also playing tonight, correct? So correct. I assume that they would jump Australia if they were to win. Yeah, and given, so given the time, obviously, um, there's a game on at the moment, 25 overs in. Uh, India are one for 146 after 25 overs, so look to be on top of Pakistan. I honestly think that Indian, uh, India are the team to beat, boys. Like they've been class. I think they've covered all bases. Yeah. Bat, bowl, spin. Um, I think they've got heaps of options, and I think they're, they're, they're the team to beat. Does it say there any stats you can get on how many catches Pakistan have dropped tonight, and plus or minus 20? <laughs> but certainly the other night there was at least 14 drop catches that was ridiculous. Um, I really like the new format actually with with the 10 teams everyone plays each other once. I think it I think it um I think so. Yeah, I think it rewards consistency and gives everyone a chance so your teams like Pakistan, West Indies um, if they can get on a bit of a roll and get some momentum then uh, I think you know they can they can be rewarded yeah, in the top four, but obviously I think the weather's good. Chocolate, so to speak. They could get the chocolate, so to speak. Yeah, outstanding, great contribution yeah. again. Yeah, the news from the news mainly is obviously the weather and the fact that there's no <laughs> rescheduled games. So every every game that's washed out, yeah, um, is a draw with the old pooling um, structure, the old old our last World Cup, etc. Um, they actually had set rescheduled days for weather. But saying that still, everyone plays eight games rather than like three in a pool. So Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, no, that'd be good. And be um and obviously probably the, the biggest uh, fan base ever in that game tonight, wouldn't it be? Four Pakistan? billion watching apparently. Four billion. We've actually well, you went to Sri Lanka recently, yeah, you've also been to India. I went nuts. to India recently. There was I would say that every single person over there is finding a way to watch that game. Any kind of way, ridiculous ways. And there's quite a bit of rivalry between India and Pakistan. We're obviously not here to teach history, but I think Mm. if you do a quick Google search, you find that they haven't been the best of friends at times. Correct. Yeah. Excellent. Uh, that probably brings us to our next point, boys, which is obviously a segment that we are, we are working on a little jingle um, that we'll introduce this segment, but, um, given that we hadn't even fully read the articles we've talked about tonight, that is a little bit further down the list, but it is the social sin bin. Um, and we've got a couple of great ones this week, in fact, and they both come from the AFL realm and they both involve North Melbourne, actually, boys. So, um, Mitch, can you just quickly explain the concept of the social sin bin for all those listeners at home? Uh, so basically we spend a period of time each week scrolling through comments on Facebook, on, on sporting pages in particular, and get to read through the, the hundreds of comments left by... Not your Instagram page, Mitch? No, certainly not mine. I hardly ever post. Yeah, they're not very um, frequent, those Instagram pages. <laughs> um, and so we try, well, well, we don't really need to try. We often stumble across comments left 
by people who are probably not particularly well read on the subject and we enjoy poking fun at them and we're going to bring that to our podcast. Correct, we do. And we obviously do give them some, uh, there is a word here that I'll say wrong, it's like anonymity, which uh, obviously for those playing at home means anonymous type of activity, correct, Skin? Yeah, obviously the literacy, literacy yeah. champion of the group. Yep, that's correct. Yeah, yeah. Well, basically we're not going to reveal their names, so we're telling me. Correct. Or well, we may give him a fake name in some case. Although in this first instant, uh, I've just said his first name rather than his last name. Um, but his name was actually Bill. Uh, and Bill's thoughts on the North Melbourne versus – who do they play today? North Melbourne. GWS. GWS. And obviously quite a close game, GWS running away with it in the end. Uh, but Bill got on the AFL page and – commented uh, that he was very surprised by North Melbourne's loss due to the fact that they have two of the best midfielders in the comp and he names Ben Cunnington who's a great player in his 200th game he actually got a pretty hard tag today so he wasn't amazing but he is a very good player he also named Sean Higgins um, who he would notice achieved zero disposals today <laughs> due to the fact that he's recently done his AC joint in his shoulder and was not playing. Oh, um, no. So they would have struggled for that to influence the result of the game, I would think. Uh, not the greatest viewing of the teams. The teams get released on a Thursday night at about 6.20 there, I think, is it? Um, yep. Bill, so that's, uh, you can read those from the social sin bin, mate. That'll be 10 for you. Uh, the second one, actually, um, not so sport related but it's a very interesting comment um, that came uh, on the post about Ben Cunnington's 200th game and playing that and a very very keen North Melbourne supporter um, has obviously written on that that um, she's very excited because her sister is having a baby on it's meant to be obviously induced on the day of Ben Cunnington's 200th game which would have been today Uh, and she writes in her comment she can't wait to find out if she'll be an aunt or an uncle (laughs) (laughs) good Gandhi which is um, not the greatest Comment that I've read from Jill there. Oh, she probably needs to do a little bit more study, I would think, on um, the way that sort of family trees work. Yeah, outstanding. That is our ten social sin bin, bin ten in the bin for her as well. So that'll be the social sin bin done for this week. Magnificent. Um, which means the boys probably the only real thing left to do for the We Got the Chocolates podcast this week is to reveal our fantasy fanatics scores. Obviously, all three of us. Lion Kings. All three of us, James Basley, the coach of the Lion Kings, who are probably achieving the most lofty results um, this year, which is not good news because it's still not a great ranking. No, uh, it's not, an Oz, not a great Isaac ranking. <laughs> I'd like to see him play at some point, actually. Um, obviously, the Webster's lawyers, they're going hard, but we won't introduce the listeners to that team quite no, well, James actually has four teams that he runs with in order to bolster his chances of doing well, so... We won't 20 years all later, of them. 20 years, um, boys. And he's promised that by the 20th year, he will have won the car at least once. So Correct. that's good news. By that stage, it probably won't be a Toyota Corolla anymore, will it? It might be something new. It could be an airplane. could be an airplane. Certainly, we might not even drive cars anymore. Yeah. Time you win it. Uh, 
Uh, James, you want to get us started then? What was your total? We obviously spent a great deal of time um, during these buy rounds. Definitely, they can be quite hard to navigate. So probably our scores are lower than you would expect, but obviously only the 18 highest scores that you have count. What have you wound up with? The, you know? So I reckon about 1,800s par through the buy rounds. Yeah. Um, play. I wound up this week with 18, 15. Uh, I was able to have 20 on the field, which was nice, uh, and I lost – uh, a score of 18, which was handy to lose. And that was that? from Gardner. Uh, Gardner. I might not get him in next week. And then I lost Bolter's score of 38 as well. So That's handy to have a few more extra playing, obviously, boys. Look, um, pretty happy in the end. I still had a lot of rookies regardless of those two not playing. Um, and I've got some cash in the bank to, bank to trade up this week. My ranking came down about 2,000, 12,000 into... Uh, ten seven seven eight. So obviously on the mend, and yeah. looking forward to some upgrades this week. Going the right way though, aren't you? There, outstanding. Uh, and Mitch, how have you gone? The coach of the Skin Strugglers. Uh, yeah, I'm going all right actually. Despite the name, I've come out <laughs> smack bang on par this week with a score of eighteen hundred. I think I had nineteen players playing and also lost. Gardner's score of 18, which I obviously wasn't too shattered about. Mm. Um, but yeah, no major comments. Everything's going all right. Yeah. Got a got a few few dollars left in the bank as well, so hoping to get up to maybe Dunkley on there this week. Dunkley, very impressive actually yeah. on the weekend, wasn't he? Dunkley finished with a score of what was his score? He must have been. Let me just quickly work with one five eight. It's a serious, serious effort. Um, Mitch, you might have had Dunkley early in the year, didn't you? Yeah, that hurts. It's hurts. All right. Oh, Jack Billings at the start of the year, he got one seventy this week, so that was uh, that hurt as well. Um, boys, I had the bare minimum eighteen playing. This was sort of the danger round for me, um, and finished with a score of eighteen eight one. So reasonably happy with that. To be fair, with that sort of. Obviously, that includes something we already talked about, Noel Bolter, Zero Ruckman playing. Um, very impressed with uh, the Jake Stein, the yeah. Stein master. Albert Iron. Albert Iron slash Franken. Um, <laughs> he has racked up a little 59 there to help out a great deal. And then, boys, the real hero for me, uh, throwing the C on uh, Tim Taranto, nice. Tarantula. He was really huge. Good. Uh, and that's been very, very handy for me. So that's probably got me the win in the league there against a decent opponent. And Jack McRae back with a 140 this week. Boys have been patient. Hang on to him. Hang on to him. And one aspect of AFL Fantasy that has been quite challenging, I guess, for the last couple of weeks um, is carrying a couple of these players. And, James, one relates directly to you. A guy by the name of Alex Witherden. Oh, with that. Which has has been a reasonably tough couple of weeks for you. Mm. And then probably the other player that we're, um, you know, frustrated with despite the fact that it's obviously not really his fault um, is Lockie Whitfield. Time's pretty tough without him playing, obviously. Yeah, we spent some coin to get him and now obviously injured for an extended amount of time, which uh, we found it quite hard to find a replacement for him. There's no question about that. So as we always do, James, we have um, elected to obviously – uh, talk about our frustrations via the power of song uh, and melody, and neither of those two things do we usually do particularly well, but we have had a crack um, in this particular case. With a parody, uh, the song is called Within and Without You. 
see a kink while we're in the bus. There's a problem in our side. Well, there may be two. A classic team sits outside the eight with those sheep, so I'll take the bait. Whitfield captain hasn't come through With it and without you Whitfield without you Can you touch the ball some more? You're coming off a couple hundred scores So we have to pick you With it and without you With it and without you We can win With it and without you We might be giving you away. We are rage trading you today. We might give, we might give, we might be giving you away. Oh, great. Uh, that was actually our third rehearsal that might surprise you to know but uh, probably performed pretty ordinary but it did obviously increase in character and caliber throughout the performance which is all you can ask guys that's all we've got time for here on the We Got The Chocolates podcast the initial and first edition Uh, thank you very much for your time and for listening obviously if you need any more information from us hit us up on Facebook thank you and enjoy your Sunday evening 